This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. The month that the Lord has called our month of what? Victorious faith. You remember that? I don't know about you, month after month, when the Lord sent these words to us, there are some months that impact me more than others. Is that so for you as well? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's the natural way. It wouldn't be the same for everybody. Uh, so don't think that I just came, I just normally come with the words, and I came with the words in time past, uh, to just dump them and walk away. I'm also a beneficiary of those words as well. If I want to pick a few in the past few months that have changed me a lot, I would take divine acceleration. I would take mercy. And I think without any shadow of doubt, this one might even be on top of it. I hope by the time you hear me out today, you will know what exactly I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. The plan of God is that all these words that he sent to us, the opportunity for us to leave indelible marks in our lives. Uh, they are not just for the month, they are usually for life. And so once again, this month, the Lord has given us this word, and we look at it from a very preachy point of view, maybe less from a teaching point of view. Uh, because whatever um, we make a person barely sleep through the night just hearing God and being charged personally half of what I would half of what the Lord spoke to me I can't tell you I believe you me um, result must follow Amen. and um, so I will share with you briefly I don't know how long or how short but I know there shall be great impact in the name of Jesus Christ. I take our text from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Holy Spirit, divine, breathe upon your word. Speak to us today. Go beyond my human ability. Do what you do best. Make a mark in the life of your people. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> I wrote in capital here, and it's good when we were led to sing atmosphere shift. I wrote here, paradigm shift for us. <laughs> uh, you can see my note. <laughs> I wrote paradigm shift. And the paradigm shift I believe the Lord wants all of us to have, I use a statement and we will use that particular sentence quite a few times today. I believe, I say, I say one thing I believe the Lord wants to stamp, I take that again, one thing I believe the Lord wants to stamp into our lives is the mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. The mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. Every man in the house, please rise up with me. 
every man in the house. I want you to confide that I say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive the mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. Say one more time, the name of Jesus. I have the mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please be seated. For you sisters, you are wondering. You are very, very precious to me, you know that. You do a lot in this place. And I can't leave you out of this as well. Because this mentality and this ability is not only for men. It is also for women. Remember, we don't fight flesh and blood. We fight situations, circumstances, and spirit. Women, jump on your feet for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm a daughter of Abraham. Therefore, I receive the mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. In the spirit, I will fight and win. In the spirit, I will fight and possess. Right now, right now, I have the mentality of a warrior and the muscle of a fighter. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and sit down. You may you are saying I'm partial. You don't need to say it much before you get it. You agree with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Guess the title of our shiny today. <laughs> eh? 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 Somebody said. Fight of faith. Yeah. You like long title. He's fighting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's fight. <laughs> we shall fight and win. And all that we are fighting, we shall continue to win in the name of Jesus. Brethren, we are in a season and for the rest of our life in the mode of winners. And we must develop the necessary attitude. So those, if you are the one that are very theological and not just like me, you want to give it a time, you can call it the perfect attitude of a victor. But I prefer just fight. The perfect attitude. The perfect attitude of a victor is an attitude of warfare and fight. Whether we like it or not. We live in a world in which too many people have given up the fight. But the Lord is charging us as a people that from today, we shall go back into that position of possessing. And I quickly give you a few points as we go on. And I return on to this introduction later. But let me just give you a few points before you go. Why fight? Number one, you fight because someone wants to take your crown. There's something the Lord has reserved for you. There's someone, and you know him, is the evil one that wants to take your crown. Nobody will take your crown. 
Your crown may be the work the Lord has given. Maybe the ministry, maybe your health, maybe your marriage, maybe your whatever it is. Someone wants to take your crown, but you will not take it in the name of the Lord. Revelation chapter 3 verse 11. Revelation chapter 3 verse 11 tells me so. Revelation 3 says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast that, hold fast what you have that no one, what? That no one, what? In 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 8 and 9. He tells me, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, yes, what does he do? Walks about like a roaring lion. Do what? Seeking whom he may and what should you do with him? Verse 9, resist him. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering I experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Brethren, we must fight the one that wants to take your blessing. That's what he's been doing. He stole it in the Garden of Eden. Don't let him take it again. Number two, reason why you must fight. A free, victorious servant is better than a bound, captured king. Don't just carry tie two, and yet one is bound and not achieving. A free, victorious servant is better than a bound, captured king. That was the main thing God was angry with the children of Israel about. They wanted to go back to captivity because they were being given garlic and leek and cucumber. How foolish they were. And the Spirit of the Lord was telling them that you better be free. The little you are eating in freedom is better than the plenty they put in front of you as a bound person. A bound person can never reach the exact place God has ordained for him. That's why some of you, you must begin to plan and step into that which is going to be your place of victory. In business. In whatever you do. You can't allow yourself to be bound. Numbers chapter 12 verses 4 to 5. These people, they were looking back. They were saying, we want to go back to where we were coming from. But God refused them. I beg you, refuse captivity. Small and big things. Never allow yourself to be bound in the smallest of things. If you know what I pray about, if I see anything niggling in my body, I begin to fight it. It's a matter of time. The thing we won't leave one to may go to another place. No matter how small, fight it. That is the plan. When your finances are dipping a little bit, begin to fight it. When your reserve is going down, fight it. When there have been no arguments in your home before, an argument has come two consecutive days, what do you do? Fight, fight it. Hallelujah. A child that has been doing well, suddenly, now, you know, taking some steps that are very unusual. Ah, don't wait until the thing gets to a big problem. Fight it then. Child has been respectful, then suddenly it's no longer respectful. Don't say, well, after all, he's not taking drugs. You want to wait until he starts taking drugs? He says, after all, he's not getting drunk. No. Every little thing that is showing any sign of bondage, you must fight and fight until you win. There are many kings that have been bound before and they didn't know it. Samson was one of them. And when the enemy will bound the person, the first thing they will take, will take their eyes away. That's what he did with Samson. Sometimes he will just take the limbs away as he did with Adonis Bezek. You don't want that long limb. But the truth of the matter is that take note of it. Only three points I have under the reason why you must fight. Number three. And hopefully I may spend some time on that one. No one wins a battle without turning up. 
No one wins a battle without what? Mark my statement very well. I didn't necessarily know one wins the battle without fighting. Because many of us will heed. Thank God for uh, Mojibola. Power, powerful topic this morning. Somebody asked a question towards the end. A good excuse. Mm, I don't know about that one. Something I know is that, brethren, we have some excuse sometimes why we don't fight. The thing is overwhelming. Yes, it is. But you can ask God to give you strength to overcome the overwhelmingness if there's anything like that. Sometimes we say God will fight for us. Do you know that if you go back to the book of Exodus, where the Lord says you shall hold your peace, <laughs> brethren, until we see Jesus, we must learn to stand our ground. Because when I begin to mention a few things to you about the second part, you will see one of the major errors we've all made. Let's look at that Exodus chapter 14, verses 14 to 16. Hallelujah. Exodus 14, 14 to 16. The Lord will fight for you and you shall do what? Stop there. What does that mean? Go home. What does verse 15 say? Thank you. What did he say in verse 15, please? And the Lord said to Moses, why do you? Tell the children of Israel to? No, 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 no. The Lord will fight for us. We'll stay where we are. <laughs> the Lord will fight for us. we we'll just sit down. Tell the children of Israel to do what? And verse 16, specific instruction. But as they are going forward, what should you do? And stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. This is how I win my battle. It might just be praise, but you must do something. There's no place for sitting and folding your hand. Ah, Lord, you know you will do it. You will do it, but you put something on the table. Have you seen, a, have you seen something grow without a seed? Whatever the Lord will bless is what you are putting to the ground. He said, I plant Apollo waters. But who gives the increase? Don't hide under God, we do it. There is a fight to fight. Oh, there is. And many of times, I hope you and I will not, shall not get to heaven. And the Lord said, but I've given you the victory. You didn't even get up to get it. Because many of times, we just need to get up. Get up and praise him. Get up and give. Get up and just even cry out to you. Get up and tell the devil to go away. Some of you, you heard the story of Papa Kenneth again, 17 years old. You remember? You remember that story? He was invalid, was in bed. I think it was a bad heart condition he had. He was given to die. And then he gave his life to Christ early. And there he was, meditating on the word of God. Jesus Christ, our Lord, came into the room. And not long after that, the devil came into the room. And he looked at Jesus. He said, this is the devil. And Jesus said, yes. <laughs> he said, drive him out. Me. Said, Tell the devil to go out. God was there. devil was there. Who was asked to drive the devil out? Ah, brethren, we must fight. Oh. And when we fight, I will conclude with you. Our fight is even a formality. But we must fight the fight. Because that is the way God has ordained it. Hallelujah. In Exodus chapter 17, it was the same story. Moses ran to the top of the mountain and lifted his hand. And in fact, let's read verses 8 and 9. Just to tell you that life is a battle. But don't worry. You will win. If I, you have won. Now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Verse 9, very quickly. And Moses said to Joshua, 
Choose us some men and go out. Do what? Do what? Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. The same rod that divided the sea. I multiply examples. No one wins a battle without turning up. Do you hear me clearly? Uh, we can't read the whole of 1 Kings chapter 18, 18 to 40. We can go and read that later on. Well, how do we do the battle? Because I'm a man on a mission and a bit of a hurry now. How do we do the battle? Number one, identify your enemy. Identify your enemy. The worst that can happen to a person is to fight the wrong fight. Don't turn your ally into your adversary. Many of us are fighting God. Lord, where is your eyes? The way it has always been. Where is your face? Where it has always been. Is the worst thing that we do as believers. We turn our friend into our adversary. And that is why when we say that, you know, we are, we are, we are, we are fighting, we know we are, you, are not, you are not fighting people. You are fighting powers and situations and circumstances. So it is clearly stated for us that Without any shadow of doubt, the devil is the one that we need to fight. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 27, we start from verse 27. Jesus Christ, our Lord, was giving an example. He says, so the servants of the owner came and said unto him, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tears? You know that story very well. What did the master say? He said, an enemy has, not, we are not hiding under anything. The enemy is behind everything. Can God allow it? Yes. Is the devil bigger than, than, the, than God? The devil is not bigger. But in his calculation, that's where he has left it. You can do nothing about that. When you see him, you can take up that case. Why have you allowed this to be? He has allowed it to be so that you can get up and fight it. If you fight it, you will come out of it. That is the will of God. John chapter 10 verse 10. The enemy come but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to do what? That you may have life and have it more abundantly. And I love Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14 made it very clear. Nehemiah 4 verse 14. We've used that before. Nehemiah chapter 4 verse 14. And I looked and I rose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons, fight for your daughters, fight for your wives and your houses. Fight for them. Don't blame God. Sickness is the enemy. Poverty is an enemy. Death, or timely death is an enemy. Spiritual lethargy is an enemy. Let's fight them. Are you hearing me? Let's fight them. And let's not just go with the whole ideas that God is bringing problems so that he can perfect you. I have not found that in the Bible. Problems come so that because the enemy brought them, but God has equipped you to fight it as well. Number two, why or how to fight? Concentrate your force. Hallelujah. Concentrate your force. This is a well-tested doctrine of warfare. The doctrine of overwhelming force, recently used in places like Iraq, they call it carpet bombing. And that's one of the weaknesses that we have as believers. We've not learned how to 
concentrate our effort. You know, many at times when we are just about to win, we relax. Uh, it's just a little here, a little there. Any matter, any problem that will be solved, you must have concentrated effort. They call for praise, attend the praise. They call for evening prayer, attend evening prayer. When you leave, go back home and do what? Continue to fight. Concentrated. They, they, they call it the doctrine of, um, what do you call it? There's another doctrine. There are 12 rules that they talk in warfare. I think I've taught it here before. But one of the most important ones is, and the devil uses it. That's why they say it does not rain, it pours. That's why a person's finances is that marriage is suffering, health is suffering, because he knows that that's the way to crush the person. And so we are also being equipped by the spirit of the living God that we should concentrate, fight completely, totally, throw everything at the devil. It's not time to make excuses. Oh, you know, that one is enough. As you are giving, you are blessing somebody. If I cast your bread on the waters far and wide and do everything you can within your power. We call it the doctrine of concentrated force. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 6. He said, the morning sow your seed in the evening. Do not withhold your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both of them will prosper. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, he said, pray with all prayers. Pray with all prayers. When they are casting out, cast out. Bind, bind. Praise, praise. Mountain, go there. Valley, go there. You must learn to fight and stand your ground. One of the things the Lord spoke to my heart is that a person can be uh, a, a serious warrior. Um, I use this mainly for reading, actually, but uh, see better with that. A person can be a major warrior if he will purpose in his heart to, from now on, stay calm on the outside, but be a warrior on the inside. I was checking myself this morning, and I will, I, will, I will digress a little bit from what I'm saying. I was checking myself this morning. I said, Lord, am I a warrior? And the Lord showed me a few things. He showed me a few things. I can't give you all the details. But I tell you, behind this facade of gentleness and calmness, there's a boiling in my heart to do warfare all the time. And, and I remember in this very place, uh, many of you, time passed, remember, we get worried. In fact, that is why God is still keeping us as a people, keeping us as a church. If you know many of the things the Lord has fought for us in secret that we have won, many of us, we, we worry. We, ah, ah, pastor, what is going on? And when I keep quiet on the outside, I go back on the inside and I do a lot of spiritual warfare. Binding, casting wake up, you know, go mountains, everywhere. And the Lord is saying that the time is coming. When that warfare attitude, we even need to go to a higher level. But there's a limit to what can be achieved by what one person can do. And I believe the Lord is saying to my heart, I don't know why 21, I was praying, just very, 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 very early. Very, very early. Right dead mid of the night. As I was praying, I asked the Lord to give me 21 people of a warrior heart here. 
I might not be the usual suspect that will be there. When I woke up, I went to the scriptures and I was looking at a few people. And one of them was a man that did not allow what others are doing, were doing to affect what he was doing. Because the greatest challenge we have as believers is that we look around too much. You know, what are people doing? I mentioned that to you last week. Don't let your Christian life be based on, uh, am I the only one there? Nobody will ever excel if you continue to look around you. God has proposed for every one of us to occupy specific places in our journey. Don't lose your own. Don't lose your own. So I was praying. I said, Lord, if I, if I can just have 21 people who are desperate, they don't take nonsense. Oh, gosh. In Yoruba, they say, kuba, ba, kuba. You know, they just don't take nonsense. They, they, they propose in their heart. If anything comes, they fight it to the ground. We will discover that as David had his 33 men who excelled and they become the strong men of David. After a time, the sources of David was not David's. The sources of David were the people that were around him. But the Bible says something about them. And I want you to be part of that as well. Come with me to Second. Um, Samuel chapter 23. 2 Samuel chapter 23. I want to use that for you. Verses 11 and 12. It's a long passage. Go back home and read it and be part of what God wants to start doing. Because I believe with all my heart, God wants to take us to it. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines are gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Did you understand that story? Everybody was fighting. The fight got so hot and everybody split. Everybody ran. And this man said, I'm going nowhere. He stood there. And the Bible said he fought the Philistines single-handedly. The Bible then said he made a name for himself. God wants you to make a name for yourself in Christ Jesus. But that can only happen when you are one of those who will stand your ground. He will say, no matter what is going on, I'm believing God for a warrior mentality for us. And I'm not saying fighting useless battle. You will just have that attitude. You will see that many things will be falling in place for you. You're not looking for trouble. But if the devil looks for your trouble, you will get the trouble. There are some that go around looking for, no, no, I'm not asking you to be searching witches and wizards everywhere. Start by saying, I draw a line around me. I'm not going to take nonsense. No nonsense in, no nonsense in this place of work. You go to work, people are giving you trouble. Don't sit on it. Fight it. Please, don't fight by writing email. Email is not the first thing. Don't write. Don't start by raising grievance. Grievance is not the first thing. If they give you hardship in that place of work, if they give you hardship, you look at ah, There are some things I can't tell you here. Because we don't know where this thing will fall. <laughs> Trust me. About neighbors. Whether in London or in Aberdeen, I know it not. <laughs> ah, ask my wife. No, you can't be my neighbor and be nasty. No, 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 no. Because that's why it starts now. If they can cow me using just willy beans, soon they will use their spirit to cow my children. No, 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 no. 
Hannah is not being nasty. We never raise our voices. We'll be nice to you. But if you carry any spirit that is contrary, no. That's what warriors do. Don't park in my driveway. You can park there if you want to make a delivery. I was coming home one of the days. This, <laughs> you know, anybody does delivery now. You know that now. Yeah. Oh, this woman now, just park in my driveway. Don't go and do that too. <laughs> and uh, as I was coming, I said, that's my driveway. I want to park inside there. She was just being slow. And I said, woman, I didn't talk. If I park my vehicle to block this your van, you're going to leave here. I think she got it. So I drove. <laughs> I drove very parallel and I go to her. Now it will be because there's another car I think behind her. I don't know to go. I did that in the, in the, in the physical to stir my spirit, to grow my fighting spirit. Of course, I'm not interested in parking. But I'm reminding myself that you don't take nonsense. I'm reminding myself that I'm just, I was just playing with her. Of course, ironically, she came to deliver in my house. <laughs> so, matter resolved. I'm be begging of him the name that's above all names. Please, let us change our attitude. If we will just stay the next few days before the end of this fast, everything that is dogging us, we propose in our heart. I'm not complaining to God. I'm not fighting God. I'm not moaning. I'm going to say, devil, you are behind this. I don't care. And I will fight you. Oh, but I was responsible for it. Well, somehow, the devil contributed in you doing what was not right if you are a child of God. So it's part of the battle. Oh, it's what I said. Well, Take it to Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ has washed you clean of it. But fight back. Amen. Amen. Fight guilt. Fight anything that the enemy may bring across your path. So it's very, very paramount, brethren, that you concentrate your effort and you do not yield ground at all. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Because today we can't say fight and I leave you sitting down just watching me. You must do the fight today. Where was I? What was my second point? Concentrate your... Number three, use your most potent weapon. Use your most potent weapon. In spiritual warfare, there is no overkill. Amen? Mm, there's no overkill. Make sure you use... And, and uh, see, many a times in scripture, people have missed it. Exodus chapter 17. I, I'll just tell you the narrative. Uh, many of you are aware of that story. Exodus chapter 17, the children of Israel, they came out of Egypt. They were totally untrained in warfare. And they saw these children of Amalekites, you know, they were very rascally, isn't it? These people that you knew, they were very weak. They don't have weapons. They don't have anything. They, and then God told them, that's what I mean by, please, there are some people in your life that God wants to separate from you. Hmm? I'm not talking of, don't, don't take that out of context. You, you know them. God wants you, they are usually non-Christians. God has said you are finished with them. And God said, cut away completely. Don't do it half and half. That's what God told the children of Amalek in chapter 17. Let's start from verse 13. What God told them, verse 13. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Verse 14, please. What did he say? Then the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book and recount it in the hearing of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 15. And Moses built an altar and called his name, the Lord is my banner. That is Jehovah what? 
Nisi. Very good. Jehovah Nisi. Now, God's purpose is said, well, you are untrained. The children of Amalek, some of them have escaped from you, but they will be perpetual problem for you. There are some things that are perpetual problem. There are some links with some ancestral connection that you need to sever yourself from. There are some uncles, be nice unto them, but don't have anything close with them. And I can say that clearly and boldly anywhere. There are some people you cannot, unless they have repented, that there will always be an abatros on your neck. Sever connection with them. Some of them, you must be careful the amount of gift you give unto them so that does not be, and I'm not teaching you any syncretism. I'm teaching you something that's very scriptural. What fellowship has darkness with light? There are some people you must cut away from. Many of us are still suffering that now because we're not wise enough to know. Some, if you don't cut away from them, just don't do anything with them, God will sort them out on his own. Can I hear you amen unto that one? So the children of Amalek, they escaped from the hand of this man, Moses and Joshua at that time. But God said, well, you are not able to destroy them yet. But I have promised my word must be fulfilled. If Israel does not destroy the Amalekites, there will be a perpetual problem for them. And the Bible tells us a kingdom arose. You know the story now? Saul was the king, wasn't he? And God said, kill them, isn't it? And he did not. Most of us said, why was God that angry? It's the same reason why God said, cut away some things, cut away some people, cut away some places you go to. There are places that God tells me, don't go there. There are things there that will not benefit you. But the man didn't listen. Eventually, the same man reared his head, his generation, the Agag. You remember the king Agag? Reared his head in Haman, the Agagite, who wanted to wipe the children of Israel out. And we know it's the same descendant of the Agagites that became Iranians today. Whose only decision in life is to wipe away Israel. When God says, sever, sever. Some of you, you are too sentimental. And I can stand to tell you this anywhere. You are too sentimental to your own detriment. Please don't be. He's a friend to my grandmother. Thank God for that. We are from the royal house. And I don't know from the royal house yet, so I'm not picking you out. I'm from the royal lineage. And they said that as this thing we must always do in our line. Run. Don't be in the place where God will not cover you. Now, I've mentioned to some of you before, years back, just as a young believer, there was this big ministry in the town I was living in Nigeria. Big ministry. Strong and prophetic. And as a young believer, I wasn't, well, I mean, God gave me prophetic capacity later on, but I, was, I just loved the word. And so somebody invited me, and I was there. was wowed by it. Wow, that was very good. And um, powerful wash, everything was perfect, seemingly. Then not long after that, the pastor invited me. And as I was going, the Lord said, watch the way you are going. And I went there. So there was this woman that was prophesying there on the floor. And uh, professor, professor, it's okay. Doesn't harm. Then she moved her from her just prophesying generally to prophesying herself into my life. Ah. <laughs> that, that, 
that was it. <laughs> and I heard the Lord. Listen carefully to me. I heard the Lord clearly. He said, if you come back here, I will not protect you. You would think it's the devil that spoke to me. It was the Lord. You know how I confirmed it? Within three months, that ministry became a mess. Disbanded, it was clear to everybody, it was demonic forces working there. I'm standing here today. God said, church, I'm not talking of your ancestors. I'm talking of church. Signboard, church. We pray in Jesus' name there. Teaching was sound. One of the most charismatic persons. God said, if you go back, I heard audible voice. And if you go back there, I will not protect you. So that I wouldn't be standing here today. There are things that God wants you to separate from, separate from them. Uh, we are dealing with a lot of demonic things around here at the moment. I'm aware of that. I know. Because I'm involved in praying. And most of these are connections with places. And, and this is not just an African thing. It's not just an Europe. It's a, it's a global thing. Some of the toughest demonic cases that I've dealt with were in this city. Visited the family, and the man was talking to me. You know, when we're talking about fighting, we cannot talk. We cannot but talk about all these real life things. Is, does that make sense to you? I can't just talk of fight for you in the abstract. I visited the house, and I just before I left, going to the best part of 15, 18 years ago, right here in this city. If I tell this part of the town, you probably may guess. And um, I was just about to leave, and I was praying. And I said, Father, everything that is not right, because the child was very unruly. You know, you would have just thought the child had the normal, you know, some diagnosis about developmental issues or whatever. But I just, I, I just prayed. I just said, Lord, whatever is in the life of this child, Lord, just break it. Let there be no bondage for this child. And everything, you know, if there's paraventure, anything with Freemasonry, Lord, break it. And the man stopped in the middle of prayer. He said, I should sit down. Took me to the wall. Family picture. He said, that is what has been dogging them in this family. He said, this one died of suicide. This one walked away. We never found it. This one, this one. On the same wall. So you are sitting on that? Sitting on that in this house? Disaster upon disaster. He himself was a mess. And the simple reason was that nobody has taken the time to take a stand against demonic forces. And they've had a free ride in that family. Demons are a lot easier to fight than you think. You just need to make up your mind and you will fight them. Most of the things we run around that, look, after you read your Bible, don't let anybody deceive you. You read your Bible, a lot of things around. You've got the money component to it. And you don't need to be scared. Mention any demons. Is anybody scared of me? No, 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 no. Of course not. Most of the things. And God has been opening my eyes to see a few things. Things that got medical diagnosis. Oh, you think Jesus didn't know medicine? When he saw a woman that was bent over, definitely, clearly an orthopedic problem, easily diagnosable. He didn't call it that name. He said this woman that was bent over. By who? By Satan. He started bending back. I'm talking of even things that we can't put diagnose. What about many things that we can't even diagnose? You've been through all the machines. They can't find anything. What I'm telling you is that from now on, take your stand. And say it in this place, I don't, 
welcome you, and I'm not having you here. Are you listening to me? And victory shall be ours in Jesus' name. That is how to fight. Amen? Remember, you must, don't make God your enemy. Are you hearing me? Number two, concentrate your force. Are you hearing me? We are on, use your most potent weapon. And you can feel that thing. What are your most potent weapons? Praise, isn't it? Study of the word, isn't it? For the weapons of our weapon, our canna, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Put that on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Hallelujah. Praise God. For the weapons of our warfare are not kinda read together with me, but for pulling down what are strongholds? What are strongholds? We've done that Bible study here before now. You've forgotten? Strongholds? It's been a long time. Strongholds are secure places that Satan has carved for himself in a person's life. Stronghold can be a stronghold is a place that Satan operates from and he has built it so comfortably that it's very difficult for him to dislodge there. Except you are aware there's a stronghold. And there are many strongholds. Your, your moving head cannot. Those listening, watching remotely, they might not see me. I don't think your moving light is catching me well enough. So, because I think I'm walking into dark spots there. Yeah, strongholds are, are, are those things. So, they, they, they are placed, there are things that the enemy has used skillfully to hide in the life of a person. And so, you, you can't come out of a stronghold easily. Uh, everybody's stronghold differs. I'm having a strong desire to probably come and, you know, teach us on that soon. But let, let's go back to our verse. Let's go back to our verse. Or oh, yes, I end up just teaching stronghold. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for do what? Let's go on, please. What's the next part? Casting down and yes, so where your obedience okay. Delayed papers you are expecting from do you know many of them they have demonic components? Repeated failure in exam, do you know many of them they have demonic components? You've studied. You know you should pass. Yet, there was no pass. How can demons affect that? Because it's the prince of this world. And it makes sure that so... Has anyone of you had a story of papers that were lost? You wrote the paper, it was lost. You can't find it. Somebody wrote me. So one of the children just said, that, I wrote that exam. Ah, I said, demon, <laughs> powers of darkness. Emails that cannot, emails that cannot be found. The most important thing is that, brethren, we must develop that attitude of resisting on every one of these things. Amen? Oh, yeah, let me go. Praise the Lord. All right, let me give you the last point, and then uh, we move on to... Right, this one will be short. Consolidate your victory. Amen? The grand taking must be protected. Thank God for what you have, and soak them in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Consolidate your victory. Not only should you use your most potent weapons, also do what? consolidate your victory. Please, when you are just married, it's good to go on honeymoon. But don't stop praying about the success of that marriage. There are instances, there are so many things that I, I pray this will be a smaller group. But there are very intimate things that I could share with, not personal, but that I've had. It's another church. 
And I know nobody will use this one unwisely. There are occasions when you are hearing God clearly, and that's very important to hear God. That evil couples, when they hear God, oh, please don't use it against one another. That's why I say it's a very dangerous thing to say. He said that we should not even meet physically tonight. I know people who have disobeyed that, and demons entered that home, and one of them got struck. That's why your obedience, that is, ability to hear and obey God is very important. Or else one will be in bondage. Daddy G will give one example like that. A man, his wife, I'm not talking of sleeping around. He said, no. Tonight is special. Forces are arrayed against you. Don't go. As it were. And the man disobeyed. Not only did he lose his own potency, problem entered to that marriage. Did the woman carry anything? Nothing. Can God not stop it? No. He doesn't work. Of course he can. It doesn't work like that. That's what I'm telling you. Don't make your friend your enemy. The ability to hear God and follow instruction is so paramount unto spiritual victory. The time has come, church, for us to move to where God wants us to move to. I digress, just giving you an example. One of the examples, I didn't even have that in mind. Just one example, I wrote that. Oh, the victory you have consolidated. If you're in good air, continue to pray that your health will remain. I'm so desperate, I'm so definite about that now. I saw one you know, WhatsApp thing being shared yesterday. Three generations like that, three men. You know, um, you know five, five generations. The son, the father, the grandfather, the great-grandfather and the great-great-grandfather, they were standing together. What do you desire for yourself? Do you cover things like that? I said, Lord, the great-grandfather was the only one. A man should be about in his hundred, no matter how early they gave birth. Was the only one that walked a little bit like this. Apart from him, you are all like this. Now, you are not sick now. You have victory in that area, but consolidators. You are not out of job now. Don't wait until problem is there. Consolidate and fight. But reinforce it. I say, this I will never be out of job. Consolidate that. Your marriage is good. Don't be singing and dancing. Consolidate it. It's good today. It shall be good tomorrow. Are you hearing me? Wise people, they consolidate. It's one thing that you don't score. Sound that the score goes against you. Keep your goal post. That's why when people say, I, can't, I don't have what to pray about, then you don't know life. Because if you know life, there are more than enough things to pray about. Father, I thank you for this, my wife. She's so wonderful. But Lord, Please continue to promote her. I can be on that one at 30 minutes. Can't I? Let her ministry get better, oh Lord. Anytime she gets up, bless her. And it's my own wife I'm blessing. I mean, no. <laughs> Lord, thank you for this child. He's doing well, moving up. Lord, please. 
then don't leave that. You must learn to safeguard what God has given you. He said, prepare. Don't let anybody take your crown from you. Are you hearing my brethren? Do you know many of us, we will do very well if we are just able to keep what we have. Most of the time is that we are leaking. But there shall be no more leakage. Of course, I'm not going to end this on this note. Hallelujah. I'm not ending it on this note. So what is the assurance that we have that we should fight? Because we've been told that we will win. That's why when you rise up in a few moments now, you're going to just make a few declarations that will be victory. James chapter 4 verse 7, resist the devil, and he will do what? He will do what? He will do what? He will flee. Don't waste time on it. Of course, First Peter chapter 5, we mentioned that before. It's 8 and 9. He said, oh, you resist steadfast in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all powers of the enemy. Trample over what? Trample over what? All those things that I was telling you, trample over them. Trample over them. Ah! Maybe I, I know now. The Lord brought it to me. Maybe I know the reason why I, I, I sharpen. <laughs> I, I've lived in the houses before that through the night, you just be hearing on the roof. Then immediately those ones stopped. And of course, there's nobody. Middle, dead of the night. Middle those ones stopped. You hear dogs barking from around 2 a.m. to about 4 a.m. Back in a way. Though not a believer, but I was aware of the realm of the darkness. Maybe I gave my life to Christ. One of the areas that I quickly keyed into was to just resist the devil. Cast devils out. Resist him, I will flee. Those places that I've been to, that were dark places, I've been back there, I stood there. Nothing can, nothing can shift again. Simply because... I use the authority that I have. He said, nothing shall by what? By what? Nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So don't be afraid. We're going to cast things out today. We're going to fight today. When Pastor Stan was leading leading yesterday, he was mentioning burdens. Before he mentioned the word burden, that was the word that came to me. Many of us are carrying burdens that are not ours. Many of you are carrying burdens of poverty. Burdens of failure, burdens of sicknesses in our body, they shall be rolled off today. Yeah. If we just tell them, I've had enough of you, live my life. Live my life. So that is the ground that we stand upon. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, you know it very well. Isaiah 54 verse 17 says it very clearly. A weapon, no weapon formed against you shall. Uh-huh. And every tongue which rise against you in judgment, what shall you do? This is your heritage. That is what is written in your will. When Jesus was living, he wrote that in your will. I say, everyone that I say, I give my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior, you will resist the devil, will flee from you. Every tongue that rises of all kings in judgment, because the whole of the spiritual realm is about words. Casting at arguments. Satan said, this is what she did, this is what he did. Some people say, we need to fight him. And some of you that have been having dreams, in which they are chasing your dream, is going to end today. 
They've been chasing you. Some of you have been having dreams in which most of the time you, don't, you find yourself unsettled. You're looking for something. It's part of demonic oppression. Turning around, looking, looking. You keep losing things in dreams. It's part of the plan of the enemy for you. You're just going to cancel them. Just going to cancel them. Sometimes I was about to put my head down to the glory of God. I can't remember the last time. And I said that boldly to the glory. I can't remember the last time I had a nightmare. The reason is that I hear. Sometimes I want to sleep like that. In fact, if I disobey, when Jibola was teaching us this morning, he said we have an excuse for not sleeping. Yeah, your own is easy now. God, God prompted you to pray, isn't it? And you don't want to pray. Then you're able to sleep. You are okay. God prompted me to sleep. I don't want to pray. I don't want to, to pray, but I can't. I just can't. So that my eyes will just clear like that. And yet, I have things to do 6 a.m. I have flights to catch 6 a.m. And I knew that reaching the place, I would need to go into ministry. Some time back. And there I was. What, what can I take to make me sleep? I had to do the praying. <laughs> but thank God I did the praying. Who knows what could have happened? The hand of the Lord is upon us. Yeah. Are you hearing me? And we shall win. Rise on your feet with me. It's, it's, um, it's kind of program that we have as a night vision. Mm, I share things with you. You pray, I share. And we might call one like that soon. I'm setting a target in the name that's above only before half of this year. Before. The longest case that needs to be sorted by human standard will have long been sorted. Yeah. Long been sorted. We will we, we concentrate our force. We will daily fight the enemy. Thank God. Testimony from Reverend Crown. Yeah, never had it so good. Yes. Every story Every situation has a story. Everything is a journey. But you persist. Then you come back and tell your own story as well. Say, Father, Father. in the name of Jesus, I'm a winner, not a loser. Every spirit of failure set against me, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Lift your voices and pray right now. Uh, you define that failure. You define the failure. And I will pray for you very briefly. We're not going to exceed our time. I don't waste time praying against the devil. It's a one shot and it gets sorted. Define the failure. Define the failure. Whatever the failure is, cry unto the Lord right now. It might be repeated effort to go forward in your career and you have not been able to do so. You are a child of God. You, are, you don't need and you don't have to live in that realm of failure anymore. It's a new day for you, but you need to resist the devil. Don't just take it as, oh, you know they don't like me. You know I didn't do well in You No, no, no. Take your stance. Take your stand and resist the devil. If God has spoken good concerning your success, then success you must possess. Maybe you have waited for so long, trust in the Lord for your second child or for your first child or whatever. Stand your ground and say, I've had enough. I'm going to have my breakthrough. You devil, you are the liar behind this. I have had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. 
I have heard enough. God has spoken good concerning me. Wake up every day. Divide your anger against the one who is behindering you. And say, I break your hold. Maybe yours is about a child that has just not been able to be what the child ought to be. Cry unto the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. I resist this devil and I possess my possession. Long time sickness. You have just been down there. We've tried to find out what is wrong with you, but they can't find it with every best effort. Or they even have the diagnosis for it. But you still need to fight back, fight back, fight back, fight the enemy. Don't allow the evil one to have any hold on you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Break the yoke right now. Speak unto your situation. Speak unto your situation. Speak unto your situation. And relieve yourself of every limitation that the enemy has placed over you. Oh, cry unto the Lord. Today is your day of victory. Today is your day of deliverance. Don't keep quiet. Don't let anybody seize your opportunity from you. Use it, use it, use it. Marriage has been struggling. Insist that that marriage shall be healed in the name of Jesus. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, against powers and principalities, every spiritual darkness in high places. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. Let your amen be like thunder. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Every command that you have issued out, they shall stand in the name of the Lord Jesus. As many as have been chained down, you are loose right now. I stand in the name that's above it. I say you are loose right now. Every burden that you are carrying, maybe something growing in your body or something heavy in your heart or something weighing you down that has not allowed you to progress as you ought to be loose from every chain in the name of the Lord Jesus. He said the chain is broken or the trap is broken. Another version says, our soul have escaped. Our souls have escaped. Your children have escaped. In the name of Jesus. The Lord reminded me once again this morning that this year shall be a year of multiple miracles. He sat me down when I was praying. He said, and I was, I was very emotional. He said, didn't I tell you? Shall be a year of multiple miracles. You're going to consolidate your victory that you have already. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare every blessing in my life shall never be lost. I shall go from glory to glory. Begin to name those blessings right now. Yeah, we not lose it. Your marriage is working. You will not lose it. Your children are dream where you will not lose them. Your academics are dream where you will not lose them. Your health is okay. You will not lose them. Reinforce that which is yours. Reinforce it. Reinforce it. Don't wait for the enemy to strike. Oh, you better do that. Do that violently. Do that violently. The Lord has prayed as a major point for us today. Everything that is working in your life, everything that is working, you will not be robbed. When men slept, when men slept, I'm not sleeping, I'm not sleeping, I'm not sleeping. Oh, no diminution from glory to glory, from strength to strength, I will go. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. That which is being pronounced as working shall go from good to very good. From very good to excellent. From excellent to exceptional in the name of Jesus. Your journey shall never be backward. Your journey shall be forward. 
This blessing I pronounce over you shall stay, shall multiply. You will not lose anything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anything good in your hand shall not be lost in the name of Jesus. Today we said no more trespassing. Every trespasser on anything that belongs to you shall be fully prosecuted and charged and sentenced in the name of the Lord Jesus. Trespassers leave my house. Trespassers leave our lives. Trespassers leave our homes. Demonic trespassers, I say, we arrest you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the peace of the Lord shall be your portion. We are fighters and we are winners. In the name of the Lord Jesus. By the grace of God, we have within us the muscle of a fighter. And we have the mentality of a warrior. Amen. And so shall it be concerning us. Amen. We go forward from here, trampling upon snakes and scorpions. Yes, we go from here, trampling upon every power of darkness. Amen. And nothing shall by any means hurt us. Amen. From glory to glory we are going. Yes, There's a shift right now. Yes. There's a shift right now. Amen. The devil has no answer against us. There's a shift in the name of the Lord Jesus. And a new dawn has come upon us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Come on, shout hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.